0: Welcome to Kingdom Perspectives. My name is Simone Turner and it's my privilege to host you for today's podcast. Kingdom Perspectives is all about getting God's perspective on life, culture and ministry. In a world of increasing noise and deception, we need to cut through the confusion and complexity of the times we live in and get God's perspective on our lives. I encourage you to click on the subscribe button to automatically receive this podcast on a weekly basis. Also, if you'd like to leave us a brief review, that would be a great blessing to us. Welcome again to our Kingdom Perspectives podcast. How are you going, Corey?
1: I'm going really well, thank you.
0: We're still here in our home recording these. We are. But maybe by the time this comes out it we might all be free
1: oh i'm i believe we will be i hope we will he be hoping yeah i definitely will be uh making moves out of this house after six weeks lockdown if uh we're still here
0: okay that so we might see you on the news or something <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> That could be interesting. Well, let's hope that we uh, get to enjoy life again as we know it. And uh, it's not too long till we're even gathering again as a church. That would be really cool as well. Totally. But today uh, we're talking about creating kingdom culture. And uh, I know this is something that uh, you have done a lot of reading about and uh, you know a lot about. But can you talk to us about culture?
1: Well, one of the best subjects that I studied at Bible College over 20 years ago was, in fact, cultural anthropology. And I remember I um, chose it. uh, uh, It was one of the few electives that I could choose. And and I (laughs) chose it thinking, what on earth am I getting myself into? But it ended up being one of the most important subjects that I studied. And cultural anthropology is concerned with how people who share a common system organize and shape the world around them. And so when we speak about culture, uh, we're speaking about the collective ideas, customs and behaviors of people that inform the why behind their what. Now in Latin, the word cultura actually means to till or prepare land for crops. And so just as we uh, cultivate land to become fruitful, when we speak of culture, particularly as it relates to churches or ministries, we're talking about creating and cultivating a healthy culture so that it produces the right type of fruit. Um, I came across a a unique um, insight in the Netherlands. Uh, For those who may not know, but the Netherlands provides 85% of the world's supply of tulips. And when Mm. I was a youth and young adult pastor uh, back at Careforce Church in Mount Evelyn, there was a number of Dutch flower growers in the church. And uh, what you discover about the Netherlands is that the climate is not conducive at all to growing tulips. But in the Netherlands, they uh, are not only producing eighty-five percent of the world's supply, but they are doing it very effectively because they've built uh, the right culture in their greenhouses where they create the right atmosphere for tulips to grow. And I think that is a great um, picture and uh, analogy for what our ministries and what our lives and churches should look like, is that the darkness of the world around us requires us to build greenhouses and cultures that allows the kingdom of God to thrive in our lives. Um, You might have heard of this phrase, culture eats strategy for breakfast. Mm -hmm. And I love that um, quote. I think it doesn't matter how good strategy is. If your culture is unhealthy, the strategy won't survive in an unhealthy ecosystem of church life. So I I think culture is something we we need to pay attention to, Mm. not only the culture within us. But the culture around us, the teams we're building, how we're communicating, uh, the health of the, the relationship interactions, all of these things contribute to a healthy or poor culture.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it's something we should be paying attention to. We should be uh, making sure we understand what culture is about, not only the culture that we're currently living in, but particularly what the kingdom culture is. Mm. Why is building a healthy culture so important in our ministries?
1: Well, the culture you create will either reinforce the mission that you're trying to fulfill or it'll take away from it. Yeah. Um, if your mission statement is the carriage, our mission statement in Newman Church is advance God's kingdom across the nations. If that's the carriage, culture is the horse that pulls the mission along. And it's so important that um, your culture aligns with what you're trying to fulfill, yeah. where you're trying to go. Um, and what is important to understand is that shaping or shifting a culture is a, a progressive process. It's not a one-time event. Um, because making a culture shift requires changing the default setting mm-hmm. in a ministry culture and a church's culture. Just as the default font size on your computer may be 12 point, um, you may change, uh, you know, you might want to go to a 14 point font. And uh, you change it for that document. But the moment that you reopen that application or that document, it'll default to whatever setting it was originally on. And so if you want to change the default setting, you've got to permanently modify it. Well, culture works the same way. Changing a culture isn't just about starting a new program, starting a new ministry or talking about cultural vision one time and expecting that the default culture and pattern in the church is going to change. You've actually got to find the cultural default and work hard to reset it. And the reason why leaders need to do that is because they're cultural architects. You've got to design the culture in accordance with the kingdom priorities of God's word and and leaders can often um, get discouraged through this process because it takes longer than what we think, it costs more yeah. than what we would like it to cost. Um, but as we pursue culture change, we need to keep uh, our perspective on the big picture. Yeah. And we also need to call those around us in the church, in the ministry, on the team to commit to this cultural change process for it to actually um, change the default pattern that mm-hmm. it has.
0: Mm. I think it's so important for us to also understand and appreciate that, yes, when we are shifting culture or changing culture or investing into culture, you're in it for the long haul. It's something that you've got to be committed to, seeing the long game, understanding there's a vision, but that it's also worth it because when we are um, living as God's called us to live, we want to be able to see, um, you know, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We want kingdom culture to be cultivator because that's God's will. That's God's heart. So I'm just wondering if you could talk through some some of your tips, some of the practicalities around creating a kingdom culture.
1: Yeah, there's a number of key steps that we need to keep in mind. And it begins with clarifying the present culture. If you don't know where you are, you can't measure the gap between your present uh, situation and your future. And so... um, you've got to ask yourself the question, who are the present cultural influences? And are they positive or are they negative? Are they contributing to where you want to go? Or are they taking you away from where... God's calling you to be. Yeah. And that includes people. People are cultural influences. Mm. Branding is a cultural influence. Our communication is a cultural influence. All of these things are key to clarifying present culture. Secondly, you've got to clarify your core values. Unless you define the core values of your ministry, they will be defined for you by the prevailing culture. And you've got to begin to cascade those core values with leaders across key teams so that they understand it, uh, it's well articulated, and that they can embrace it. Um, That's part of the clarifying process. But also, thirdly, you need to understand your role Mm. in the culture. Are you willing to own the cost of leading the church or the ministry or the team through culture change? Um, You're going to have to hold the team accountable to the culture change, which means you're going to have to lovingly confront Contrary behavior in the culture. Hmm. Um, and one of the keys I've learned off Jim Collins, who wrote the book Good to Great, he talks about the first priority is, first of all, to get self disciplined people on the bus that can actually help reinforce the positive culture that you're trying to build. Often we're seeking to discipline people or confront people that are already on the bus, yeah. but the first priority is to get the right people on the bus. Um, because that will often um, escalate and increase the momentum of culture change far more effectively. I think the fourth thing in changing culture is to brand and display your core values. In the Bible in Habakkuk two, two and four, it talks about write the vision, make it plain so that those who run may read it. In other words, you've got to be specific. You've got to communicate and post your core value statements everywhere, both physically and digitally. And you've got to apply those core values to different spheres of church life. Mm. You've got to get it in front of people's eyes. If it's out of sight, Mm. it's out of mind. And often the people in the culture of the world are more shrewd than those in the kingdom of God. Our advertising and marketing agencies understand the power mm-hmm. of branding. They understand yeah. the power of repetition. Getting the right message in front of the right people at the right time actually promotes and sells their product. The fifth thing is you've got to live the culture. Example isn't the main thing. It's the only thing. And I would encourage everyone to promote the identity of of the culture, not a performance of it. Otherwise, what happens is your culture only goes skin deep, it's very superficial. But you've actually got to live it. You've got to own it. You've got to identify with it in such a way that it becomes a part of you. And the beauty of kingdom culture is that the principles is built upon the truths yeah. of the word of God and the kingdom of God. And so all of these values and cultures in the life of the church and ministry is so helpful uh, for our own personal lives. Mm. The sixth key to creating culture is to teach on the culture. Uh, You've got to bleed the core values into key communication messages. You know, in real estate, they often talk about location, location, location. Well, in creating culture, There's another word. It's called repeat, repeat, repeat. You've just got to keep repeating the same message. And just when you, as a communicator, are starting to feel nauseous and bored with what you're communicating, it's only then that people are really starting to wrap their hearts and minds around it. And it's not because people aren't intelligent. It's just that it takes a long time for people to hear that consistent message and for it to actually change their paradigm and their thinking and their psyche and approach to life. The seventh key to creating culture is to celebrate and honor the culture. You see, what you applaud sends a message to the church or the ministry. This is important around here. Uh, And what you honor defines what people focus on. And also, one of the things that you can do to really celebrate the culture is identify those who already live the culture and highlight them. An example of this is uh, we have a monthly training forum at Newman Church called Team Advance. And uh, the different ministries uh, will be training uh, the volunteers and the core members of their teams. And uh, we always try and celebrate uh, somebody who represents and carries the culture of the church through the Team Advance Award. And that's something where we get around, we highlight it, we celebrate it. Well, that's sending a message. Not Mm. only does it honour the individual, but it's sending a message into the wider body of leaders and volunteers. This is important around here. And lastly, number eight, what I would suggest to people is you need to uh, check up and recheck on the culture. It's not enough to just speak at one time, Talk about it one time, review it one time, and think that you are doing what you need to do to change the culture. You've got to check up at least quarterly, and you've got to keep everyone focused on the goal of what it is that you're trying to achieve in the culture as well as hold your key teams accountable to the core values that you're trying to uh, build into the culture of your ministry. And I'm just convinced that your ministry will rise and fall on the strength and health of the kingdom culture that you create. It is so important. As great as your vision might be, As important as the mission is, as clever as the strategy might be, these things will not live. They will not produce fruit if the culture of your ministry, your life and the church is not in a healthy place and reflective of the kingdom of God. Jesus said this, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We've got to examine the culture of our lives, our ministries and our churches up against what does it mean to be a part of the kingdom of God? What Mm. does the kingdom of God look like When it manifests on earth and when you start to identify what those key values are there and bring alignment to that into the practical everyday expressions of the culture of your life and ministry and you align it, you're purposeful about it, you're intentional, you put these things uh, into play, you'll begin to see the culture of your ministry reflect the power of the kingdom of God in your life.
0: Wow, so much gold there. I hope you were able to get some of that down. Maybe you can go back and and take some notes because I think there was a lot of key things there that you were talking about that makes such a difference when we're cultivating kingdom culture, when we are practically engaging with that. And one of the things that you said that I love is just that, we have to own it. It's something that has to come out of who we are, how we live, how we lead. And uh, that's so key. If we're going to lead people into kingdom culture, that, that we've had that we've taken the time to process that for ourselves yeah we understand what that means what that looks like what that tastes like smells like all of those aspects that it's just so much a part of of what we're doing and and where our leadership is going so thank you so much i know that would have helped so many people today do you want to tell us about a couple of your books that you've written
1: for sure two books one's called living the supernatural life and uh it is all about the person and power of the holy spirit and how we can live a supernatural life in partnership with the spirit, as well as a book on prophetic vision. And uh, this is helpful, had so much feedback. People have done their devotions with this book and uh, has really helped people to clarify the call of God upon people's lives, the vision that God has for people. And you can access those resources through the NUMA Resource Center by going on to NUMA.church, our website. And uh, you can also head to Corey Turner Ministries, which is also a part of that website, and uh, just access those books there.
0: Fantastic. Well, I want to thank everybody for listening today to Kingdom Perspectives. I'm Simone Turner, and it's been my privilege to host you today. I encourage you to click on the subscribe button to automatically receive this podcast on a weekly basis. Also, if you'd like to leave us a brief review, that would be a great blessing to us. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and I invite you to join us again next week for another edition of Kingdom Perspectives as we get God's perspective on life, culture and ministry. Remember, in all that you do, seek first the kingdom of God.